laughing all the way to the bank. NFL Week 2, 2021, baby. And it's yours truly, Jordan, a.k.a. JL. I'm here with my brother and co-host, as always, Marcus, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Got another full slate of NFL this weekend. Put Week 1 in the books. Trying to get things dialed in. Marcus, what are you looking at this week? What are you excited about? In week two, what what's getting you going? Talk to me. So, I I'll say this: I'm off to a great start. First two weeks. This week is avoiding being humbled. I don't want to be humbled. Everybody always says, "Oh, it's a humbling experience." I don't want to be humbled this weekend. I want to go three and zero, and I want to get my record, my percentage up to about seventy five percent. I don't want to be humbled this weekend. Not not looking for that. Looking to go 3-0. and You know what I don't get? I see online all the time. It's like when something really good happens to someone, they'll be like, I'm just so humbled and grateful that I got an offer to play at Alabama or something, you know, something really good happens to them. And they'll say they're humbled. I don't get it. Yeah. That's like... Don't, don't you get humbled when something bad happens? You would think. I mean... I don't think Wilt Chamberlain, when he scored 100 points, was like, oh, that was a very humbling experience. No, he's probably like, I'm the greatest right. basketball player to ever play. He went home, looked in the mirror, and said, I am the shit. I do understand. Like, when something good happens to me, I just say I'm better than everyone I else. I do understand when guys like win the – well, even winning the Heisman's kind of weird. I get the humbling because they're up there with like all the greats. But if I won the Heisman, I wouldn't be feeling humble. I'd be probably very cocky. Like the exact opposite. Yeah, I of never humble. understood that. I, I think there's a, I think that's bullshit. I'm stop saying you're humbled when something good happens to you. It's when something bad happens to you, you should be humbled. Just get that out of the way. I don't want to be humbled. Speaking of people who should be humbled, Marcus, there's a lot of things we could get we could get into about last week, but I know you're probably chomping at the bit about a certain topic that happened last week. People who should be humbled, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Um, Sharon Sharon Rogers man bun looked about as bad as you could imagine Um, I was shocked he looked horrible he looked unenthused the team looked flat they pulled him I don't know if he was hurt or they just said we've seen enough I don't care if you're playing the I just think they were down so much I just think they didn't want him to get hurt I guess it's just weird. I don't care if you're playing the Saints, but if you're pulling your star quarterback week one, that's not good. The Packers have a lot of problems, and they're at home against Detroit this week. If they don't cover, like if that's a close game, I mean, Packer fans will be waving the red flag. Like the the tornado sirens will be going off in Green Bay. If they're not already. Um, Aaron Rodgers looked horrible. We talked about it in our first couple podcasts about will the off-field antics from Rodgers show. And I think it's a dramatic yes for week one. 
I don't think they were ready to play, and the Saints just dominate them. But the Saints, I'll give them some credit, a lot of credit. They looked really, really good. So, we'll see. Here's a question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers gets a haircut in the regular season this year? Um, or do you think he just lets it lets it really go long, like down to his numbers? I, my gut says he gets a haircut. I think he will because I think he's gonna watch the like film. week four. He's like, I gotta he's get gonna, rid of this he's shit. gonna watch the film and realize how much of a moron he looks like, and like get a buzz cut maybe, like go the other extreme. Then maybe he'll start playing good. And you sniffed out the man bun and. You know, cited that as a red flag really early well, on. It's just funny. Like, he walks into the arena with a man bun, then takes the man bun off game. Like, if you're going to go man bun, go man bun. Like, don't half-ass it. He's He has a, he can't even man bun, right? He looked bad. I mean, really bad. It, it. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. I knew, I just had a feeling that all this bullshit he talked was just going to distract their team. But we'll see. I mean, they got the Lions, about as bad a team as you can hope, but they scored some points week one, so don't be surprised if the Lions keep it close. Just saying. Yeah, I was I was uh, disappointed with that game. I had the, the over, and actually at the end of the game, I was like, oh, this has a shot, but didn't really ever have a shot because the, I mean, Packers didn't even score a fucking touchdown. Yeah, you, so. got, you got man bun. Um yeah, I got man bunned. Um, I, I I'm taking a morsel from that game though. I thought the Saints defense looked really great. They're flying around the ball. Again, it's hard to tell too much. You can't cross reference anything at this point because these teams they've only played one game. So is it that the Packers are that bad or the Saints are that good? We just don't know yet. But I do think that Saints defense is for real. So that'll come back later in the episode. Um, some other things. I guess I should add. Overall, we are three and three. I went fucking one and two again. Marcus is two and one. Marcus, you're picking sixty six percent. You are running good right now. So hopefully we keep that going. We need a six and a week. I need a three and a week, or else I'm going to be behind the gun. It's it's crunch time for for me. I'm not used to being in the hole like this early in the season. So I, I think I got some good ones today though. On the other side of the coin, you seem to have a good nose for things. So, who do you got your eyes on to come out of the gate strong this season? Who were you impressed with week one? Well, okay. So, automatically, you have to say the Buccaneers. Returning all 22 starters. They looked great. The Saints looked great. Um, And the Rams. And the Rams, we're going to talk about this later. The Rams are a team... Every year, every year, every sport, there is a team that you have to win money on while you can before it's just way too hard. The Buccaneers, you can't win money on them unless you're just betting, you know, double-digit spreads. The Rams, another three-and-a-half-point spread. I preface, I'll foreshadow, I'm picking them this week. But the Rams looked really good. It was exactly what I said for two weeks in a row. They scored 34 points, covered with ease, and just how electric they looked and how good Stafford looked in that offense. Um, those are the three teams to me. I'm trying to think to make sure I don't miss any. JL, any teams in the AFC that stand out to you? I'm kind of just talking all NFC here. 
Uh, any AFC teams that stand out? Well, first, I really like the Steelers. The way they played last week, They their defense just seemed tough, physical, fast. Kind of extinguished a dynamic offense in the Bills. I do think, though, the Bills weren't quite in rhythm yet. Josh Allen's overthrowing guys. Maybe some week one nerves, maybe. Maybe just a little too much excitement. Just hasn't settled in yet. I do think the Bills will bounce back this week, and we'll get to that. Um, Outside of that, obviously, you know, the Chiefs are going to be up there, as they always are. But, I I mean, the Browns, I I think they're going to be, like, neck and neck with the Chiefs you know, competing for the AFC. Um, The Browns just have a stacked roster. Their defense is stacked. They've got a lot of weapons on offense. They're going to do a lot of damage this year. So, um, yeah, Steelers, Chiefs, um, the Browns, and then I probably rounded off with, like, the Bills, and then maybe, it's crazy to say, but I think the Dolphins might make a little noise, but... I think after you get after that fourth team, it's kind of like a wash. Like, we, it's just too early to tell who's going to really kind of rise to the top or differentiate themselves as a, actually a good team in the AFC. Um, I just think overall the NFC, this is going to be one of the first years in a while where the NFC as a whole just looks stronger. I mean... Well, I put my foot, I put my foot in my mouth. I put my foot in my mouth because of L.A., the Chargers are in the AFC West, not the NFC West. So the NFC West, Seattle, San Francisco, Rams, Cardinals, all one. So that's a gauntlet. The Cardinal, I I got confused, but the Cardinals are still going to struggle to get out of that division. The Chargers looked really good. Justin Herbert is as good as advertised, even though they barely squeaked out to the football team. But I. It, who comes out of the NFC is going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be much more competitive, I think, in the NFC. So, um, moving right along, I'm happy with last week. Even though we went 3-3, three and three, we said it last week. We're not in this to go 50-50, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is we don't know anything about this team. This is what gets me excited about week two. We have some film. So we can watch what's on the field. Me and Marcus have been grinding film all week. Went back, watched all these games because there's only a few things you can use to your advantage as a better in these early weeks. That's going to be the film. Well, really not even a few. I mean, you can look at stats, but like I said earlier, they've all these teams have only played one other team. So cross-referencing is just worthless. Got to hit the film. So... Marcus, this is a blue-collar week. This is the week where the guys who know football do the eye test, they watch the game, see something they like, and they bet on it. This is the time that can actually work for you because there's just not enough data for these odds makers to get these things perfectly dialed in on the spreads and the totals. So with that... Yeah. Well, I need you to promise me one more thing before we move on to picks. Promise me... You'll never let me pick a turd bowl week one. Don't ever let me do that again. Well, Rookie move. Betting the Jaguars week one against Houston. Don't bet on shit week one. That's my... That's my. Well, here's here's one thing I want to touch day. on, and then we'll jump to the picks. I think you we maybe just had a little bit of recency bias with Trevor Lawrence because he looked good in the last preseason game. We were like, eh, maybe he's got something. 
He doesn't got something. Team's a joke. Dumpster fire. Urban Meyer probably not going to make it through the season. I don't know. There's been rumors that he doesn't want to be there, but who fucking knows? Um, he's a he's just a shady dude. Um, I don't even think he likes football <laughs> um, anymore. I gotta say, if you like, if you go so back unenthused. and listen to each of the preseason podcasts, we had probably outlined like four or five picks just before week one, and without actually picking them, we kind of implied we were going to pick them, but we just never fucking picked them. Like, I was high on the on the Dolphins yeah. coming into week one. I kept talking about it in the preseason. They won and covered. Yeah, that was one that was one I was shocked about. I stuck with the Rams and the football team under. Um those were the two I kind of was gung ho about out of the gate. You also mentioned so gl- you also mentioned Oh, the Raiders. That you love the Raiders. the Raiders and at home week one. They won in overtime. Then you also mentioned I mean, we talked about how bad the Jaguars looked multiple times until like we saw a glimmer of hope in that last week of the preseason. I mean, I just think yeah. we just got to trust ourselves a little more. We got a little too cute. Yeah, no. When you go Turd Bowl week one, you're trying to get cute. I should have just picked the Raiders to cover because I bet it. I bet it Monday night. Bet the over and I bet the Raiders. Both hit. But I picked the Turd Bowl to keep me from going 3-0. and Just a dumb move. Dumb move. But yeah, I agree. Don't overthink it. Trust your gut. Do the homework and just roll with it. Yep. And that's exactly what we're about to do right now. Marcus, I'm going to kick things off with the first pick. I talked a little bit about this earlier. And the first game I'm going to be picking this week to bounce back, get myself to 3-0, and have a perfect weekend. I'm going to start that with the Buffalo Bills. They're laying three and a half points, playing Miami on the road. I know I said I was high on Miami early in the season, but after looking at the film this week, I'm seeing some things that are going to make for a good situation for the Bills and the Bills offense. Um, The Miami defense, at least the way they scheme themselves against the Patriots, they just kind of wanted to keep everything underneath them, uh, which is a good strategy against the Patriots because it's a lot of dinking and dunking for the Patriots. So they did a pretty good job of keeping... Uh, keeping things underneath. And I think that might be a strategy they take against the Bills as well because the Bills love the short passing game. Here's where the problem's going to be for the Dolphins. Josh Allen and the receivers on that team, when you start playing that underneath stuff on defense, they can blow the lid off you. So they can get you on both ends. I don't think the Patriots at all had the capacity to turn the page on the on that Bills defense. I do think the Bills are going to be able to do that. And I also think the Bills defense is good enough to keep to a tag of a low up kind of kept in a box. I mean, I didn't see anything from him that looked too great. I think he's got a lot of work to do until he's like a legitimate top NFL quarterback. He's obviously talented, blah, blah, blah. But I think the Bills bounce back week two on the road against the Miami Dolphins, and they look a little bit more like the Bills we got used to last year. This offense starts to click. I think you see a couple of deep shots from Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs probably gets over the top. That's my prediction. I'm rolling with the Bills. Minus three and a half. 
against the Dolphins. Marcus, your thoughts. Bills are not going to start 0-2. There's just no way. Um, I like it. I I love the Stephon Diggs over the top. Like he's going to have a big play. It's, it's time for Diggs to make a big play. So, love that pick. I will go to my first pick. Back to Matt Stafford, baby. Rams minus three and a half in Indianapolis in a dome. So, last week I was big on the offense. Matt Stafford, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to say any more about that. But this week I'm kind of going to I'm gonna flip the coin. You have Carson Wentz playing for the Colts, who is very well known for holding on to the ball for too long. And who would be one player in the NFL that you would make sure you want to get the ball out quick if he was lined up across from you? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. So look for Aaron Donald to have a huge game. Look for the Rams to win by a touchdown, maybe 10. I think the, it, it, what's funny is this opened at four and a half and it moved down to three and a half. I don't care. I already bet it at four and a half, but it's at three and a half now. So everyone else is going to get three and a half. So Rams minus three and a half against the Colts. Their defense isn't bad. But it's going to be, it's just going to be a Carson Wentz mess. I don't see him beating, like the Rams aren't probably going to blow the roof off that dome because the Colts' defense is pretty good. But guess what? So is the Bears' defense. The Bears' defense isn't a joke. This is when you take advantage of the lines not catching up to how good this Rams team is. Bet the Rams minus three and a half. You won't be sorry. Nice fucking pick. I, I love that pick, Marcus. I think you're right. The books aren't totally caught up i think after this week two win you're gonna see some some higher point spreads with the rams you're gonna start seeing a lot of sevens eights blah 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 i we're saying blah 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 a lot today we just we we don't give a fuck well just just chilling well you're coming you're coming to st louis tonight yeah we're 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 just excited (laughs) to see each other and we're just giving some blah 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 so like we're ready to roll yeah my next pick is eagles plus three blah 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 that's it <laughs> no um so <laughs> but i do i love that pick um the blah 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 thing. blah blah i love that and uh no i carson wentz has a history of also playing very poorly against the rams i mean the last time yeah the one one performance that sticks out to me is when he tried to run it in the end zone at the goal line and the Rams defense just put him in a blender and they had to cart him off the field. So <laughs> I I, Dude. I just think I think he's gonna have another rough day against this Rams. And defense. I get it. I get it with the Seahawks. Like Russell Wilson is a great down the field thrower. But I still don't know if people understand how good Matt Stafford is. Like, he is so good. Like, people don't get it. He is a – I mean, he had a perfect week one for the Rams. I mean, it was basically perfect. And I I don't hate the Colts. I don't think they're bad. I just think the Rams are that good. So, blah, blah, blah. Go to your next pick. One one thing before the next pick. The one thing I love the most about the new Matt Stafford is his sleeve. Yeah, the Georgia sleeve is back. The swag sleeve. Yeah, he didn't have I, it just makes it makes his arm look thing. way more powerful. <laughs> it makes it look like you just snap it off. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't wear his sleeve in in Detroit, why not? Um he, I don't know. He's walking around LA before practice, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm wearing a sleeve this year." 
Yeah, dude, he's feeling himself. You can tell the whole team, even like Jalen Ramsey was saying, like the guy just commands our team. When you have a guy like that in the locker room and even your like best player, like one of the best defensive backs in all of football is saying like, yeah, this guy's got swag. He's leading us. So Rams team is super confident. They're 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 a buzzsaw. Sorry, Colts. Sorry, Carson Wentz, man. Be safe. I mean, put on put on a little extra padding because you're you better get rid of that ball because Aaron Donald is licking his chops. Yeah, I'm excited to watch him get get crushed. Okay, my next pick. I kind of said it already. Blah blah blah. But my next pick is going to be the Eagles at home. A dog, dog at home. This could be a potential dog of the week pick. Call, fuck it. Dog of the week. <laughs> Eagles plus three at home. They're taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This is what I'm seeing here, Marcus. Last week, the Eagles had arguably one of the best week one games they've had in years past. They played a very shitty team. The Falcons looked awful. Didn't even score a touchdown. Matt Ryan's getting dementia. He looks like he's on like a vegan diet or something. I don't know. He, it's just, it's not a good situation in in uh, in Atlanta. And uh, so it's, again, hard to tell how bad the Falcons are versus how good the Eagles are. Um, the Bird Bowl was decided handily by the Eagles. Jalen Hurts had his best day of his career by far. I think last year in his four starts, his completion percentage was like 55%. He threw for over 70% last week. He worked the ball all over the field. They've got lots of new weapons. Well, not lots of new weapons on the offense. I think I think one of the biggest additions in this Eagles offense is Devonta Smith from Alabama. A lot of people had concerns about him and his size in the NFL. The dude can get open. That's all that matters. I love that addition. On the outside, you also got Jalen Rager. He scored a touchdown as well. So, Jalen Hurts is starting to find his mojo in this offense. And I think we're going to keep rolling. I, I don't know why, but I could be all the Gregorian chants you got me listening to, Marcus, <laughs> over the last week. But I had a vision of Jalen Hurts just having like a Pro Bowl year this year. And I think that rolls on tomorrow. Did as they play. Like early in the morning. After no, I, so I, I put like a speaker under my pillow in bed at night and I fall asleep and it's, I just close my eyes and I hear like, oh, oh, oh you had a vision while the Gregorian chants were going on. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's serious. Yeah. This is a Gregorian dog of the week. So it's a big deal. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think that was it. Okay. So a few things here. One. Jalen Hurts is for real. Two, these receivers can get open. Three, the 49ers let the receivers from the Lions get open all day. I was looking at that film. You know, sloppy, weird game, by the way. Very odd game. Lots of balls hitting the ground, fumbles, missed snaps, just weird shit going on. I just, I don't think the 49ers are going to be ready to go into a crazy Philadelphia packed stadium. The full deal, the full, you know, fan atmosphere. When the Eagles got a little momentum, I think the Eagles win this game outright. I think that 
the 49ers still have some things to figure out. Maybe some chemistry problems. I don't know. They also lost their starting running back, Raheem Mostert. Blew his knee. He's got to get knee surgery. So they're just dealing with some adversity, this 49ers team. And on the other side of the coin, the Eagles are rolling. I love the Eagles plus three at home this weekend. That's where I'm putting my money. Eagles plus three. Marcus, your pick. The fact that you had a vision while listening to Gregorian chants, I mean, oh, that's a lock. That's such a lock. That's so great. That's such a good thing. We had to go out to some Gregorian chant music this week and summon our 6-0. <laughs> some Gregorian trap. Um, <laughs> so but, let's. I want to fill people in on the Gregorian stuff. Marcus kind of texted me last week he was like dude i've been listening to gregorian chants when i go to sleep and i feel like it's improving my sleep and he honestly thinks that's the reason why he's been picking so well lately (laughs) because he's like getting the spiritual benefits and clarity and like so you know frequency healing from gregorian chants i'll i'll say it from my point of view so when you know all about the 432 hertz is like a a well-known frequency of sound to help with sleep and relaxation, whatever. So I was listening to the Halo theme song. I was like, what kind of music is that? Like, that's super calming. And it came up Gregorian chant music. So I YouTubed it. And there's like these three hour long Gregorian chants that are made for like meditation and sleep. And I used it one night and I had this dream where it was the most like calming dream ever and i was just like whoa and if you know anything about me i'm kind of wired tight so i i have wild dreams but this dream i was just like it's hard to explain so i've been listening to gregorian chants when i go to sleep <laughs> hey man it worked i like it hey don't knock it till you try it it's not broke don't fix it and the gregorian dog of the week that is so awesome. That makes me so happy. But no, it's it's calming music. And it's like, I don't know. But yeah, I, I like Gregorian chants. Sue me. It's healing. Spiritual yeah, healing. If the, if, the Eagles, if the Eagles win outright, we're playing Gregorian chants all night on Sunday we'll just night. just put it on my Bose soundbar when we go to, like, rocking my house with Gregorian chants. My yeah, dogs no. will be freaked out. I'll find a church that still does them, and I'll join the fucking choir. I will be all in on Gregorian chants. Hey, I like them. You know, it's it. I won't. I won't yuck anyone else's yum. Don't yuck my yum. If you think Gregorian chants are stupid, keep it to yourself. But okay, and if it works, it, it works. Hey, I'm at seventy uh, percent or sixty-seven percent this week this year. So get off my. Get off my nuts. Um, Cardinals. Your pick, Marcus. Cardinals minus three and a half. I was jockeying back and forth between this and the over, so I went to the film. The Vikings game was so goofy, and they were getting beat all over the field. Um, I There's just a chance, I think, that the Vikings offense stalls this week. And this over is just way too close for me to bet. But what I think is a constant in this game is that the Cardinals are just 
that much better than the Vikings. And if the Cardinals are going to be a playoff team, this is a game they absolutely have to win at home against a subpar Minnesota Vikings team. They Their defense flies around. I think they put a little bit more pressure on Kirk Cousins. And Kyler Murray, man, I know he's young, but he does – he does a lot of good things, and they play super fast. I, I, I really don't think this game is close. I think three and a half. It opened at four and a half too. Moved down to three and a half. I don't care. I don't get it. That's all I really had to say. The Cardinals are a superior team. I think they win by two possessions, honestly. Um. So yeah, you uh you you had a. A tumultuous time deciding on a line. You knew you wanted to bet this one, but you really racked your brain trying to figure out the line you like. No, it took me a while because I was my initial reaction was the over, but then I went and watched the game, and really the reason the Vikings scored so much was like goofy plays, turnovers, and you know it was just we. It felt weird. It just felt weird to me. That Vikings week one game felt fluky. And I just think the Cardinals are going to be way more polished. Yeah. You, you got to think that the Vikings are going to want to try to slow this game down too. You know? Well, and that's that's my other thing. Like, I, I don't know if the Vikings are a team that are going to come out and score 35 points a week. I do like the Cardinals to probably score 30. I think it could be like 31-17, scores 48, goes under, and the Cardinals win. Um, the the over to me just seemed like a stretch. And honestly, I got my last pick, but I'll let you go first, is a moonshot over. So we'll go there. But before I go there, go to your third and final pick. All right, Marcus, you said this is the best pick of the weekend, so I hope this pick hits um, – by far my favorite pick of the weekend. This pick was not a result of Gregorian visions. Uh, <laughs> it was simply a case of me watching me every time. Watching film and seeing two great defenses that are flying to the ball. And honestly, they probably played crappy teams to week one. So let me just cut to it. I'm taking the under in the Saints. Panthers. Saints Panthers. Uh, the line here is 44 and a half. And a few reasons why I like this pick. I already mentioned these defenses love to fly around. The Saints obviously had a big week last week against Man Bun Rogers. Held him to three points. For me, it's not even that that three points that's important. I just loved what I saw with their defensive backfield. Their linebackers ran to the ball really well. They were always in good position. And I kind of feel the same way about the Panthers. Uh, they just get after it. They always seem to be around the ball. The, the I think Shaq Thompson is his name, number seven on that Panthers defense. Fun to watch. He just flies around. He had a pick, an awesome sack last week. I think you're going to see a lot more of him. I think you may see a little bit of old school Jameis this week. Maybe he tosses up a pick or two. Um, this line is odd. I mean, the Saints are only laying three and a half. 
to the Panthers? Uh, I don't know. That just screams, screams under to me. It screams close, low scoring is what that screams. Yeah, I just, I don't understand. I mean, Sam Darnold, meh. Um, he just dumps it down to Christian McCaffrey as most of his yards last week. I think the Saints run well enough to where they're not getting gashed for those under underneath plays. I think they keep everything, you know, within the box and they're going to force Sam Darnold to try to actually make throws and probably try to run the ball more. I think this is a quick bang, bang game goes by fast. And before you know it, the game's over and the score is, you know, 20 to 17 Saints Panthers under 44 and a half. Awesome. Love it. That I think it's, I think it's two of the better defenses in the NFC. I mean, the Panthers defense is good. Let's not get it twisted. Matt rules a dope, but their defense is good. So I will go to my exospheric over the largest total of the weekend. And I'm betting it. Chargers Cowboys over 55 and a half. That is a big number. Cowboys have had some. Yeah, it's a big one. Cowboys have had some. You know, really big injuries on their defense. Their edge rushers are basically gone now. Justin Herbert's going to be able to sit back there and just piece them up. And, man, when that Chargers offense, they had a couple stumbles week one when I watched the film. They could have really put it on the football team. They just kind of couldn't catch the rhythm. Week two, watch them to put up 30, 35. And I think the Cowboys hang with them the whole way, shot for shot. It's 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 just a it's two great quarterbacks. Dak probably throws it forty five times again. Herbert probably throws it 40, 50 times. This game could score in the seventies. I mean, it could be. It's going to be an absolute track meet. If it's low scoring, I'll be shocked. I'll be absolutely stunned if there's just not touchdowns galore. Mainly because. If you're the Cowboys, you know your defense is depleted. So you're going to have to come out scoring points against this team yeah. or you're screwed. I just you have no chance to win. That that uh Cowboys defense, man, they looked confused against the Bucks. Micah Parsons, they were high on him coming in as a rookie, but he doesn't look like he knows where he's supposed to be on the field a lot. And there's just weapons all over the field in this game. So you can't bet the under on this one, so duh, you bet the over. I, I this is gonna be. It's one of those, like you said, don't think, like trust your gut. There's always those picks, and we talked about a few of these. Like a couple of those picks were just like if you threw it out in front of somebody who's never picked a game, and like, hey, what game do you think could possibly go over? They're like, oh, probably the Cowboys Chargers. Like, yeah. Probably. You're probably right. Don't get cute. So Don't overthink it. I will say this. I've been refreshing news feeds. Um, Ty N- this, this is a hard name to say. Ty Nasiki for the Cowboys offensive line was hospitalized today with a heat-related illness and will not play on Sunday against the Chargers. So the Cowboys huh. are down an offensive lineman. Um. 
That could play a little role, but I'm already in the book, so I'm going to still take the over. They're not going to be able to run it. They better get that ball out quick. Well, that's what you were worried about. You're like, will they try to will they try to feed Zeke this week? But that that helps no. kind of hedge that. So that might be yeah. That might be something that goes in your favor. Yeah. So the over, it's going to be a fun game. I I like both these teams, and um, this this Cowboys defense could give up a lot of points. So those are my three picks, man. Feeling pretty good about it. All right. Yep. We, uh, believe it or not, we just did week two. That's six picks. We're still staying away from college. Um, college football sucks, uh, except for a few. Yeah, I think me and Marcus are going to bet on Cincinnati tomorrow. So Yeah, let's say that. We have to say that. If you want a good action game tomorrow, and this will count as a Spread Brothers combined pick, Cincinnati, bet the spread. They are going to smash Indiana. Yeah, we're, we're going to be betting that one. So if you guys want to get a little uh, college football betting action in tomorrow, we'll be on that. But uh, let's recap the picks here on my side of the aisle. We've got Bills minus three and a half. Eagles plus three for the Gregorian dog of the week. Saints Panthers under 44. Marcus, you're lining up with the Cardinals minus three and a half. You've got the Rams Minus three and a half, right? It's three and a half? Yes. Yeah, and your under is 44 and a half. Yeah, 44 and a half. Yep. And then uh, the exospheric over the Cowboys Chargers over 55 and a half. Folks, that's all we got for this week. We need a 6-0 and week. As always, parlay all these picks. It's bound to happen at least a couple times a year. So make sure you parlay the picks. Give us a follow on Twitter at the Spread Bros. We'll also sometimes post picks outside of the podcast on there. So just a little bit of uh, dangle the carrot. See if maybe you come over to our Twitter page and you can make some more money there. Uh, Marcus, any last thoughts before we jump into week two? Excited to see you tonight. Yeah, man. Oh, my audio's. I think my audio is okay. A little choppy, but they're at the end, so I don't care. Excited to see you. Drive safe. Let's go 6 and up. Hell yeah. We'll see you next week. Peace.
Oh, yeah.